The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamperin. And this is an action-packed edition. I'm not sure we could stuff any more stuff into what we're talking about today because we have a horde of things to get to, including uh, price reductions. Some homeowners very close to Hamilton are being able to dip into a grant if they do something specific with their home. We'll get to that in a matter of minutes. The province of Alberta is looking to Ontario and seeing all those frustrated home seekers and say, hey, come on over to our province. We'll uh, give you a home. New home buyers still a little weary about overpaying for a home in this current market. And if time permits, we'll get to things like home buyers not always knowing what they want what a real estate photographer's biggest pet peeve is, and what is the best day of the week to list your home. I told you there's a lot of things to get to today. If you want to get to selling your home for top dollar in this wonky, topsy-turvy market, you got to call the number one REMAX team here in Canada, the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Check out their website, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And you can follow the Golfie team on your social media platform of choice whether it's tiktok twitter facebook instagram they are all over social media and hey if you want an instant home estimate go online to golfiehomevalue.com punch in all the details that you need to do and uh, get those digits and uh, maybe call the golfie team to get your home sold if you have a topic idea for a future show or a question you would like rob to answer send them an email questions at robgolfie.com rob what is going on in the marketplace these days a lot of price reductions. It's just, uh, um, I think uh, we're almost there where people realize what the values are. Um, for instance, I, I went on a, a valuation and we listed the property and, uh, and I, I, I said to them, like, oh, the house should be listed at a million dollars, right? And their expectation was a, like a lot higher than that, like 20 to 30% more. And so they said to me, Rob, can we list this at 1.2 million? And I, and the only reason I said yes, I'll do that just to, for for their sake to re- reassure them that hey, if, if the market does pay it, great, fantastic. If it doesn't, then we we should put it down to to uh, to a million. So we had it on the market for probably about 10 days, and I said, guys, listen, we had two showings. Both showings said very much overpriced let's get this thing what I suggested from you from the beginning. And they had a talk and we did that. We dropped it to a million. This house will probably sell in the next uh, 10 to 20 days. Um, it just, you know what? People are still hanging on to that, those numbers from earlier this year. And we're seeing a lot of price uh, adjustments happening online. Like every houses are dropped. Now they're not dropping. They're just not getting what they, their people are expecting in February, March. They're just not getting it. Now, housing prices, yes, they did drop from earlier than this year, but obviously there were, it was uh, the inflation or the, the the boom of that market just was unrealistic. So if you sold and didn't have to buy anything, you you, you cashed out pretty pretty good. If you bought, you're just gonna have to stay in your house 
maybe an extra year or two longer to, uh, to, to make up and, and build some equity there. But a lot of price adjustments are happening. And that's what I've been working on all like all week this week, working on price adjustments and, and let, letting the sellers know that, listen, guys, you know what I mean? You know, remember the number that I suggested when we first met, you know, I think we should get to that number. And, uh, and a lot of them are doing it. They realize it. And that's the key to when you're going to an appointment is when you, when you're sitting down with the seller and saying, you know, here is what the market looks like it's willing to pay. Right. And, and just say, here's my suggested list price. Now, a lot of agents will list at, at a higher price because the homeowner wants a higher price. But as long as you've got something that says, here's the number. So when, when you are on the market with this house and it's nothing's happening and you get the same feedback that's overpriced, they will realize, yes, uh, you were right. Now, if you're a realtor that's going to give them a high number from right out the gate, they're going to depend on you with that number. They're not going to want to drop the price because you gave them that high number. The best way to do this is give them the right number. If they want to list higher, knowing that there's motivation to sell, then you, then you got, you can reduce the price to the price that it should be at. And, and that's, and that's how we operate uh, to let people know this is what the market is. Here's if you want to try a higher number, just to satisfy your own self, to see if the market will pay that or not, we will do that. Interesting in terms of the the price reductions, and I was just looking at some of the charts and figures that you sent over, and just looking, we'll just start at Niagara, because I think this tells a story. At the start of the year, the average price in Niagara was $848,000 and change. It went up in February, but over the last seven months, each and every month it has gone down, so much so that the drop from January to September is $160,000. So anyone right now who's trying to sell their home thinking, they're going to get what they got in February and March, which was the high point of the year at eight hundred seventy-two and eight hundred fifty-nine thousand dollars, respectively. They're nowhere near in that ballpark. Not, not even close. Not even close. So that, so you, you have to forget it. And, and I'll tell you, I was talking to a, a broker that is probably one of the largest brokers in Canada, that uh, Remax broker. Uh, they're based out of Toronto, and uh, and I asked them. I says. Like I told him, I says, we're not hitting the numbers that we did last year. He goes, Rob, erase last year. But last year was not a, a year that will, that it should be on the books. He goes, we're going based on uh, 2019. Uh, and so, and we're going from there on. So, so if they're comparing September to September, they're comparing September of 2019 versus September, 2022 or September of 2021. Uh, like uh, not not 21, 2020 versus 2022. That 2021 year should be erased uh, in regards to sales numbers uh, from the books, and and it makes you uh, feel better because then you know you're not way off on your numbers. You are in line with the numbers at what the market's doing. And uh, but yeah, 2021 was uh, a, a crazy phenomenal year. If you're a realtor, yeah, you did fantastic. But now they're, they're, the realtors are feeling the pinch and the pain of the sales not being all there. And, and, and we've already known a lot of realtors have left the business because they, uh, especially newer realtors, they just all of a sudden they had a night and day difference in their business and they can't survive if they're not selling anything. Mm-hmm. Before I get to Hamilton, I do want to identify Burlington, which started the year with an average sale price of $1.38 million dollars. 
Uh, it's gone up and down depending on the month, but statistically from January to September, it's down as a whole $325,000 in the first nine months of this year. They've had five down months in terms of price reductions and three months that have gone up, including September compared to August. They're actually up about $34,000. Your thoughts on yeah. what's happening in Burlington right now? Burlington is is, is a funny market, but I, I think Burlington has Flatline. So if we hit bottom, I think we have because um, like Burlington now is shifting between like there's a $35,000 difference. Now, all the numbers aren't in. So that could change to maybe 25,000 or whatever. But September is up from uh, from August in average sale price, which tells me that, you know, I think we we're, we're, we're to a balanced market now. Um, again, uh, there are some uh, properties out there are getting multiple offers. Not all, not many, but uh, you know, um, a lot of people aren't holding offers. It's just happened. It's, sometimes it's happening accidentally. There's a lot of people interested in that one property. But I truly feel in Burlington, we're, we're at a balanced, balanced market, uh, and because it, 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 it's hovering around the million, thirty million, sixty thousand as average sale price uh, so far. Um, so, and, and that's part of the GTH. HA, I guess, whatever they call it. Yeah. So a lot of uh, 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 people from uh, Oakville, they sometimes uh, move to Burlington and vice versa because Burlington is more affordable versus Oakville. Um, but uh, and then people in Hamilton, I mean, they don't move to Burlington as much unless, you know, you know, it depends if they have family there or whatever. But but Burlington's always going to be a strong market, just like Ancaster is usually. But the thing is, yeah, it, we're going to a balanced market in Burlington. So that's, that's done. Uh, you know, I think, I think I'm not, I truly feel that we hit like the Eagle has landed as they would say. I think <laughs> it's, 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 you, you can be comfortable in buying a house. It's just the interest rates now are going to be the issue. You mentioned the word flatline a couple of minutes ago, and that's the word that came to mind when I saw Hamilton, which started the year with an average price of 966, went to an all-time high of 1021000 in February, and has declined pretty much since until we got to September, in which we got just a bit of a bump. It went from 780 in August to 782 in September, so up, you know, two, two grand. But at the end of the day, it's down $184,000 since the start of the year. Is, has Hamilton flatlined? I think it, I think it has. I think there are still more adjustments that have to be made, but I think we're 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 at a, a pretty close to a balanced market. So I mean, so I wouldn't think. Don't be afraid that if you're looking at um, buying a house, don't be afraid to go in and buy a house now. You can negotiate with uh, some sellers, and a lot of sellers now that are putting their house up for sale, they're putting it at the price where it should be at. So there's going to be uh, a lot of opportunities out there. And right now, I'm uh, uh, honestly between now and Christmas. Now, Rick, remember this, this, what I'm saying right now, okay. we are going to see a, a busyness that's going to happen. It's going to be about two to four weeks long that we're going to find like, and I, I think I said this last week that it's going to be busy, not saying busy that we're going to house house prices are going to go up dramatically, but it's going to be busy that houses are going to be selling and, uh, and you're going to see the buyers coming back. They're going to feel comfortable and they're going to start buying houses and, and they're going to accept the interest rate and they're going to start buying, start buying again and, and, and stay off. They're not going to sit on the fence anymore and they're, they're going to be back in the market. It's going to be busy. And it, it, but it's only going to be about a two to four week period. And when it's going to happen, we don't know. But it's going to be between now and Christmas. All right. We're going to keep tabs on that as the uh, weeks 
uh, and months continue to progress. If you want to sell your home or you are in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. When we come back, we're going to talk about a new idea to add apartment units to our communities. That's coming up next here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Pleased to be joined once again by Rob Golfi, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. Follow the Golfi team on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go online to robgolfi.com for the hottest listings in town. That's Rob G O L F I. Dot com. We have lots to get to today, including this story here just down the highway in St. Catharines, where that community, in a very close vote at City Hall 6 to 5, in favor of providing a one-time grant of up to $20,000 to homeowners who create apartment units in their homes to address the affordable housing and the, and the rental crunch. Um, are you a fan of this kind of program? You know what? I I don't even think they have to give a, a, a grant because people have been doing this for decades and, you know, having an apartments in their basement without, you know, being registered or whatever. Um, and I get it. Some, some of the people on council said, you know, why are we giving money away where we don't have to? We can agree to it. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a way to tax uh, maybe people more because of it. So you may get a $20,000 grant. But now your taxes are going to go up because of the fact that you are putting an apartment in your basement. Hmm. Um, I know uh, I know they have to do something with the housing situation out there. And this will become more affordable housing uh, if there isn't a, a basement apartment. I mean, they have to retrofit it. They're going to have to put bigger windows in. So for a fire escape, uh, no doubt, um, maybe that's maybe that's the case. But I, I think, you know what, I, I'm, I'm kind of sitting on the fence on either way on this. Uh, but I, I, it, but it will create more apartments and fast. It will create more apartments because uh, there's a lot of people out there with bungalows uh, and uh, that they can put uh, apartments in the basement, which will help definitely with the, the rental situation, the rental crisis that we have out there right now. What do you think this is going to do to the rental marketplace in terms of prices? Because with more supply, you would think that rental prices would come down. Do you, th- do you see this being the case? I, I don't think it's enough to, to see a difference in the, in the rental uh, prices coming down. Uh, it just, it depends on, on how many. 
Um, but I don't see that just yet. Um, cause I mean, they still, they're still building apartment buildings right now. Developers, you know, they got the incentive to, uh, build apartment buildings and, uh, and, and get those up and running. But people prefer to live in a, in a home, whether it's a basement, you know, cause they have a backyard, they, you know, they're in a residential neighborhood. It's good for little kids and it's perfect for, you know, like single mothers and single fathers that, um, uh, you know, recently, uh, separated or divorced. And it, and, it, and it is affordable for them to move into, especially in a basement apartment. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see uh, right away uh, a, a turn in, in rental prices coming down. But I, I do think it will definitely help. And I think it's perfect, uh, again, for, for people that have like, you know, uh, families like, like a single like a parent that is separated and they can live in a neighborhood and get the bus, you know down the street with all the other neighborhood kids instead of being in an apartment building. I think it's, I think it's a great, a great way. Uh, I, I don't know the aspects. I know it has to be a house five years or older. Uh, and, and I think the reason why is, um, I think that five year mark is that 2018, November of 2018. Uh, they don't want the, that to be a factor because if a house is built after 2018, you can, there is no landlord tenant, uh, protection over the rent control. But prior to that, there is, and that's why on there they're saying it has to be five years or older the house. So there, so it is under rent control. The other aspect too of this story, which I think is is pretty interesting, is if there are those homeowners who are kind of teetering on the fence and sitting on the fence in terms of, you know, do we want to have, do we want to be landlords? Do we want to, you know, renovate our space if need be? Get in that game. Rent and maybe build or you know renovate their basement and say, hey, uh, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, instead of going into an old age home or seniors facility, you know, live in our basement. Or, you know, uh, Joe and Susie, instead of you know living in an apartment somewhere else in the city, you know, we can charge you rent and you can live downstairs in the basement. That might open up those kind of units as well. Absolutely. Uh and, and we're finding a lot of uh, people that are buying new homes are asking for uh, a secondary staircase, an exterior staircase that goes to the side door, uh, like a side entrance that goes into the basement so that you can actually section off the, uh, from the, up, the main floor and up and the, and the downstairs. Uh, I know a lot, of, uh, a lot of people have done that. And, and, and it's wise because it opens up the opportunity to build an in-law suite downstairs. It, it, it's fantastic to do that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's something that uh, uh, St. Catharines is trying and guaranteed uh, this article that came out in the uh, St. Catharines Standard, and I think it was just on uh, Wednesday that it came out, uh, I think uh, it, that it's going to hit across uh, Canada, this article, and then, you know, they're going to watch St. Catharines very closely, see how they make out, and you may see other uh, cities across Canada start maybe implement this and, and try this out. Another thing that uh, at least the province of Alberta is trying out, they've uh, launched the second phase of a campaign called Alberta is Calling, and this is all about attracting Canadians from elsewhere to live, work, and play in Alberta. So as we know, the, um, the, the salaries of those in Alberta and Ontario are relatively the same. Alberta will, or Ontario will come out on top a little bit more than Alberta in terms of average salary. But when it comes to the average price of a home in each province, it's vastly different, especially when you're looking at, you know, provincial capitals. In Toronto, it's north of a million dollars. Edmonton, the average price of a detached home is $490,000, which is 
almost, you know, it's about a third of the price. So Alberta is saying, hey, Ontarians, frustrated with competing against each other for million-dollar homes, come live in Alberta for much cheaper. Are you getting any people calling you to say, hey, is Alberta a nice place to, <laughs> to buy a house? Absolutely. Really? And they are. They're moving there. And I think the uh, the Alberta government realizes there's a lot of people moving in from uh, other provinces into Alberta. And that's why now they're putting a push and saying, hey, if this is good for these people, we should market market it and let them know that we have a great place, a great province to, to move to. And, and we, I know a lot of people that have moved from just, just in the Hamilton area out to Alberta. And not only Alberta is, is uh, everybody's moving to the East coast also. Mm-hmm. Like we're finding a lot of people. I've got a lady, she's moving out there. She's, uh, she lives in St. Catharines and she, we're selling her house and, uh, we're going to, she's moving to, to the, to the East coast. And, uh, and she, and her, what she does for, a, 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 as a job is easy to get a job out there. Uh, she's in the healthcare industry and it, she'll have no problem getting a job out there. She wants to retire. She goes, Rob, you know what? This is a rat race here. Everything's go, go, go. You had a rush to get to the, you know, the highways are rushed, yeah. uh, rushing, you know, through everything. And, uh, and we all know the people in the East coast, they open their doors up for everybody. Everybody's nice. And, you know, like people, uh, out there live, they, they live, uh, what is that? What do they say? They work to live or live to work or whatever, but they're more, uh, they enjoy life a lot more than people in Ontario, yeah. uh, do. So, so we got the, uh, Alberta and the East Coast are both areas that people are flocking to. The other thing, too, with remote work, and this might pertain more to the East than the West, because, you know, Alberta is really dominated with oil and gas, and, you know, the, the mining sector is massive there. The East Coast, yeah, you, you know, they have the Irving refinery off the coast of Newfoundland, but really if you're in New Brunswick or PEI or Nova Scotia, um, you're either in the fisheries or you might be an Ontarian who's working remotely and can do so. Uh, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how many more people go to these other provinces to cash in on their current real estate reality here in Ontario. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it, surprisingly, this pandemic just changed people's lives yeah. in all sorts of ways. And uh, again, yeah, Alberta. And now, now that I'm reading this, I'm thinking, you know what, maybe I should check it out and, <laughs> and see what, well, check it out as just, uh, but, but just to see, hey, what, what, is it that good? I mean, yeah, I, I'm going to, you know, read about it more and find out what, 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 what it is anyway, like, because obviously it is cheaper and, and there's a lot of jobs out there. And they said they created more jobs per capita than, uh, than Ontario did. Uh, wow. Was it 68,000 jobs or something like that uh, were created versus 28,000 jobs in, yeah, 61,000 jobs. Here says between December 21st uh, and August, uh, December 2021 to August 2022, employment in Alberta increased by 61,700 compared with an increase of 28,600 in Ontario, despite having a a larger population. So there you go. So people, uh, there's a lot to offer out there, I guess. I used to live in Alberta for almost three years, and it is a very nice province to live in. And I have visited the East Coast a couple of times, and it is an awesome place to visit and I'm sure to live as well. So if any of our listeners are thinking about doing that, um, take the plunge. It's, uh, you, you won't uh, look back, that is for sure. The, um, the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington is saying that they are seeing some buyers who have 
what they're calling FOOP, the fear of overpaying. There are um, obviously a lot of new buyers or, or home seekers in this community. That, that's nothing new. But the new part about it is that they are fearful of overpaying for a home in this new market. Is this a reality here in Hamilton? Are you seeing this? It is. And that's why sales numbers are down. Now, I always judge the sales numbers based on as last year and last year in, uh, is very good. But there, there is there is a, a bit of a fear of people buying now. They're, they're not sure, not sure. Now, I know uh, there's people out there, they realize that the numbers are good right now and, and they're buying. They are buying. Uh, but it, it, it's hard to gauge, you know, like people don't want to get stuck. Like, you know, they, they hear the, the stories of people that bought in uh, February, March and today, um, you know, that, that seems like a, a big number now compared to what the prices are. And I get it. Um, uh, but it just, uh, you know, I, I don't think people have to fear now. I think we're, we're, we're pretty close. And now the numbers are down way down compared to February, March. Now we're not that much higher than, uh, 2020 numbers. Uh, so it, so we're almost basically a continuation, uh, going from 2019 to 20. So if we miss. 2021 and 2022, it's just like, okay, things are continuing exactly the way real estate values go up five, six, 7% a year. So I think we're, we're at that level right now. We're back to a, a, a norm, uh, especially being that October, August and September weren't that much of a difference in average sale price. So it, it's hard to gauge. Like we got the new year coming, but I, I truly believe, I truly believe that um, you can go and buy something now and you'll be comfortable for, for the next 12 months and, and onwards. Um, in, in February next year, I feel that if you buy then, uh, there'll be more activity. There's a lot more buyers on the market. And especially in February, there's less sellers. So it's hard to tell where that market's going to go. We don't know. You know, We don't know what the economy's going to go. We know a lot of people aren't buying as much as they are. I've been to restaurants in downtown Hamilton and Burlington uh, uh, last week and this week. And I found that uh, the restaurants were not as busy as they were before. So that's telling me people are spending less uh, to go out to restaurants now. So that means they're, so those restaurants are going to have less income and people are probably not buying clothes as much, you know, depending, you know, people like to buy a nice dress or whatever. They're probably going to say, well, you know, I can wait. I don't need this right now. So we're going to find that the mark, the, the economy will change. We'll probably go into a, a mild recession uh, maybe in the next six months. And then now it will be back to normal. But but I think the housing prices have kind of adjusted to the level where uh, it should be at. The uh, the fear of overpaying, I, I think as a society, we kind of feel that at the gas pump, right? We see a, a price one day of, let's just say, $1.50, and we think, oh, you know what, that's going to go down, I'm going to wait. And maybe it goes up a little bit, maybe it does go down a little bit. With, with the real estate industry, as we've seen over the last number of years, it is just as per- unpredictable as what gas prices are going to do. The, the difference is waiting a month or two or three for the price to go down might really backfire. And it's not going to cost you a couple of dollars. It's going to cost you, who knows, 20, 30, 50 grand. So the, the waiting game yeah. might be a big gamble. 
Yeah. You know what? If the right house comes up for you and it seems and all the uh, uh, check marks are there for it, don't don't hesitate to jump at it right now. And I know it's harder to qualify for a house right now just because of the fact of the interest rates. If, if they keep that stress test going, if it's always going to be two percent above what the, the rate is going, it, it is going to be tougher. And, and people can't afford, uh, you know, uh, a $800,000 house now because now they have to go to a $600,000 house and there's not m- much $600,000 houses out there. And it, and, it, and if the $600,000 house is not the area that they want, so they may be waiting and waiting and seeing, but I don't think uh, waiting any, uh, anymore. I don't think uh, you'll be, uh, it's going to change any much uh, from now to next year. Lots more to come on the show, including when is the best time of the year to list your home. We'll talk about what real estate photographers' pet peeves are. And when we come back after the break, if you've ever searched for a home, you probably had a, a vision, some kind of concept that you want your home to look like. And you may have started the uh, searching process looking for that kind of home and then ultimately decided that uh, that wasn't what you want. Well, apparently... This is a common thing. We'll ask Rob about that. Real estate buyers, not always 100% sure what they want in a home. Don't forget, if you want to sell your home or you're in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton's number, the number one REMAX team in Canada at 905-575-7700. Online, the website is robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. When we come back, we'll talk about what real estate buyers want to see when the Golfie Real Estate Show continues. Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Zamprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call Hamilton's first ever real estate team to sell a thousand homes in a year. 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online, the website is robgolfie.com, Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. The instant home estimate is there for you to dive into. Go to golfiehomevalue.com and get a general idea of what your home could be worth on the open market. And follow the Golfie team on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and like them on Facebook. A lot of great content on social media. Still to come on the show, what's the best day of the week to list your home? And what are those pet peeves that real estate photographers have? We'll unveil the list to you in a matter of minutes. But before we get to that... I remember searching for my first house and, you know, primarily my wife had the checklist, which is fine. You know, happy wife, happy life. That's the saying. And, you know, she wanted certain things, as, as I'm sure all couples are looking for. All individuals have their, their hit list, their must-haves. And at the end of the day, yeah, some of those items are achieved. But for the most part, and I would guess this, that most homeowners pick a home that doesn't necessarily fit exactly what they're looking for. It might be, you know, price or location or kind of the look and feel. Is this a, a general reality in real estate is that homeowners want one thing, but they normally go to something else? 
Absolutely, they do. And, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's funny. So when you're sitting there and taking everything that, that you're in for what they're looking for, um, as a good realtor, you actually add more functions to it, but not letting them know. So what I do is a lot of the times they give me the, give me the list. You know, I'm looking for a two-story, four-bedroom, double-car garage on a, you know, in a certain neighborhood and all that kind of stuff. Right. So then what I do is I will put down, listen, I'm going to send you the two-story, double-car garage, but I'm going to send you a lot of other stuff. And, I, and the way I do it, I say, you know, sometimes the agents make mistakes on how they put the houses up for sale. So you're going to get a lot of stuff that may not apply to what you're looking for, but just ignore those. <laughs> I just tell them, just ignore those. And because I know it, uh, if, and I tell them to ignore them, but they do look at them. And a lot of times they end up buying one of those that I, I added to it, added <laughs> to the criteria. Now, a lot of times they'll call me and they'll say, Rob, I see this one house and uh, I like to see it. And it's not even on the list that they uh, they asked for. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always add to that list. I always add the criteria because they do end up buying something totally different than what they gave you the list for. Sometimes they'll end up buying like this one here. They said they, they ended up buying it. Uh, I think a two acre parcel in the country and they wanted something in a residential neighborhood four bedrooms, uh, that's less than around five years or newer. And meanwhile, they ended up buying something a lot older something that was uh, like a century home uh, in the country with three bedrooms, not four bedrooms and single car garage, all that kind of stuff. They do it all the time because what happens is um, it's an emotional buy. This is not a, like a, an investment. It's an yeah. emotional buy. So they end up looking at a house and they say, Hey, for some reason it fits their personality and what, and what, what they weren't looking for, but they, but it fits them and they'll jump on it. And it happens all the time. And, uh, so you have to be, uh, aware of that. A good realtor is always aware of that. And, and they'll, they'll end up finding the right house, but you just got to open up the criteria a little more and explain to them that they're going to get listings that doesn't fit their criteria, but just ignore those. But, but the odd one does. The odd one does. The uh, at the end of the day, at least for my wife and I, it was the feel of walking into the house. Right, you just get that that feeling that okay, yeah, th- this could be it. Like this, you know, feels kind of good. We can envision ourselves living here, you know, growing the family, the whole kit and caboodle. So the actual visit to the home is still going to seal the deal, right? Oh, absolutely. And you know how that feel that you got. You get that feel as soon as you walk in the front door, yeah. that lost loving feeling, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you get that, you get that, you get, as soon as you open up the front door, you know, that's the right house for you. You know it, unless there's something dramatically wrong with the house, uh, in the basement or in the bedrooms or the kitchen. As soon as you walk in, you're going, wow, this does feel like home. Yeah. And there's a, and, and 99% of the time they end up buying that house as soon as they walk in the front door. And, and, and I'm telling everybody out there, if you're looking at buying a house it, and you know that feeling when you get it and, and, if, and, and I, my understanding is, is when they go in, they get that feeling, that's the right house. Now, if you don't get that feeling and you're trying to feel it 
it's just not feeling, it's not coming to you, then just keep looking, find the right house that makes it right for you. So be, be very careful when you're buying a house. That feeling is the important thing you get when you walk in the front door. I'm going to ask Rob about that feeling when we come back, because I'm sure he's felt it to a certain extent. We'll also get into real estate photographers. They have some pet peeves on what home sellers do in their homes. And when is the best time of the year to list a house? Is it earlier on in the year, later on in the year, maybe during the winter or summer? We'll give you the information when we come back here. Don't forget, call the number one REMAX team in Canada, 905-575-7700. That's the Golfie team. Five them online at robgolfie.com. The Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition continues on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And one more go round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. RobGolfy.com is the website to visit. That's Rob G O L F I.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905 575 7700. You'll be calling the first real estate team in Hamilton to sell 1,000 homes in a year, 905 575 and follow what the golfy team is doing on places like TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, one more, just before the break, we're talking about that feeling homeowners get when they uh, enter a house and they're like, yeah, this is it. As the realtor, you've seen the facial expressions, you get the kind of vibes that they're giving off. Can you tell when this is it? Yes, and you get that feeling too because <laughs> yeah. you get to know, yeah because you know at, at, the longer you spend time with your client, the more you get to feel and understand their life. And as you're walking through the house, I mean, you go, "This is it." You know that's the house for them, and uh, but you want them to to see what they say. And, uh, and you're going, you know what, I got that feeling like you guys did. And you know what, and that's what, that's what the whole experience of it. Now it was hard for people to experience that earlier this year and last year, late last year, especially with the market, the way it was going. But now the way the market is going, it's a lot slower days, how days on market is longer for houses. You got time to look at it. You got time to put an offer in. You can get you when you're looking for a house, that's what you should be looking for first is that feeling when you walk in the front door. When it comes to taking photos of your home that you're putting up for sale, th- those are huge because that is the instant attention grabber uh, when, you know, someone's going on to, uh, you know, a website like robgolfie.com to say, hey, you know, what, what's, what's for sale in this community? And you see great photos and sometimes on other websites you, you don't see really great photos. When it comes to real estate photographers, they have some pet peeves. And maybe at the top of the list is too much clutter, too much stuff in the house. They can't really showcase the house and make it look nice. 
Yeah, it, it, there is a lot. And sometimes photographers, I mean, we tell the client, you know, remove as much as you can off the countertops and everything. And a lot of times they don't, they just, I don't know, they, they, they get lazy. So a lot of times we will uh, re-edit those photographs and, and get rid of the clutter on the countertops. I mean, it's the same countertops, same, it's the same backsplash. It's just that we just removed everything on there for them. Uh, we always tell people to, you know, uh, remove the, uh, uh, the napkins and the uh, 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 dish towels that are hanging on the stove or anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like our photographers are trained to do that. Now, uh, realtors that have photographers that uh, they hire on a contract basis, they just go in and photograph it. Our photographers will help and move some stuff and, and, and to make the picture look good at the, you know, while they're there. But yeah, there's always stuff. There's always stuff around uh, all over the place. And, and it's tough. It gets tough. And we had somebody that had to clean out a whole house and they said they were going to be ready uh, on, the, on a certain day. They weren't. So we had to go back and, and, and uh, reschedule another uh, two days later to make sure they had all their stuff out of there. Wow. And, uh, but it is, it, is, it is a tough job for the photographers trying to get a good image and, and, and a good photograph. So uh, it goes online. And, that, and that's important because people make their decision whether they want to walk in that house or not online. Mm-hmm. And, some, and some realtors sometimes don't use uh, a photographer. They just use their cell phone, which is a bad idea. Uh, you need to have a professional photographer no matter what style house it is and other, what, what condition it's in. Yeah, other than clutter, uh, other pet peeves including an, uh, an untidy house, uh, light bulbs that don't work, and uh, make sure your pathways or driveways are clear, whether it's snow or vehicles. Get them out of the way. Uh, lastly, before we go, we got a couple minutes to talk about the best time of the year to list a house. When is it? Uh, spring and fall are the best time. Obviously spring is the number one in, in, uh, in that category, uh, in my opinion. Um, that is the best time and we're, we just basically entered the fall market. So we are entering a good time of the year to uh, sell also. Um, and like I said, we've got that small window that I feel it's going to happen. And, uh, and when that happens, uh, everybody's going to be going, Oh, the market's back. It's not back. <laughs> Unit numbers are selling. Unit numbers are selling. Average sale price is going to ma- manage, and, and it's going to be balanced. But uh, but you'll see um, more houses will be selling, and and uh, you know, and then we're going to get reports saying, "Oh, is this market back?" It isn't back, not just yet. No, It'll, but but we will sell more houses. There's so many layers to this topic in terms of when's the best time to sell. The worst day to list would be Monday. That's right. I we try to stay away from Mondays, but sometimes you can't help it because. Our clients sometimes are so anxious to get their house on the market. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, but the way the market is today, uh, the way it, how it is right now, listing Monday is not a big, not a big problem. Uh, earlier this year when the market was just raging and fast, I would not list on a Monday. Never. All right, we got to run, but we'll we'll uh, recap some of these things on next week's program because there's other elements to best worst time to do uh, your listing um, uh, on next week's program. Rob, thanks again for uh, coming on board once again and talking about real estate in this city. Again, to sell your home for top dollar, go online to robgolfie.com and call Canada's number one Remax team at 905-575-7700. Thank you for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show. Hey, we're back next Saturday at 9, right here on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.